welcome. I'm Sabrina. I'm Corinne. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we're going to tell you some ghost stories. Yes, that is what this podcast is. Mm -hmm. So if you didn't get it from the title, we are two girls and we talk about ghosts. So if you don't want to hear about them, uh, don't listen to this one. But just keep listening anyway, because you're in for a treat and maybe in for a spook. Should we just go straight into it? Oh my gosh, that's such a change. Sure. Yeah. I have like a lot of personal stories to tell about this one too. (laughs) Oh my God, no, this is the worst why i know we're gonna talk about dolls 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 possess dolls did you like barbies when you were younger did you have a teddy bear that gave you nightmares i did what yeah that's one of my a teddy bear yeah it was really sad i'm gonna be so scared should i tell you my teddy bear story and then we can get into our stories we researched yes 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 I feel like more personal stories towards the beginning, yeah. and then we tell the research ones, because I'm less scared of the researched ones than the personal accounts. Right. And then next time we discuss this, we're going to completely change the format, because we don't follow any format, and we just do what we want. Which is whatever. I follow your lead. I think if you ran a cult, if you ran a cult, I'd follow. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. It's just because you're nice. I'm just easygoing. I'm just a cat. I'm just a cat, and life has a nightmare. (laughs) Do you want to tell me some of your personal stories about dolls? Well, this is more a teddy bear than a doll, but I, growing up, had a teddy bear. It was a white teddy bear, just like a normal. It was one of those ones from Costco, you know, the really soft ones. And uh, when I first got it, I started sleeping with it. Because, you know, when you got a new toy, you're really excited about it. So I would sleep with Mm -hmm. it at night. And every night I slept with it, I'd have these, like, terrifying nightmares. And I don't remember specifically what the nightmares were. But, like, really bad nightmares where I'd wake up in the middle of the night and go sleep with my mom. Oh, my God. And uh, then I, like, kept sleeping with it because I had no idea. I would never piece it together that the teddy bear was tied to these nightmares. But then I went to have a sleepover with a friend, obviously didn't have my teddy bear with me, and it was the first night in probably months that I did not have a nightmare. So when I got home, I didn't, I decided not to sleep with my teddy bear, and the nightmare stopped. And I decided to test it out. So after a while, I brought the teddy bear back in my room and slept with it again, and immediately had nightmares again. How old were you? I must have been like... 10 or 11. Jeez. That really freaks me out because whenever I think about dolls or teddy bears or just like toys Mm -hmm. being possessed, I think that they're not possessed upon their creation, but rather at some point in time after their creation, they live in some house or with Mm -hmm. some person or something happens where an evil entity or a spirit becomes attached to that article. But you bought it from Costco. Yeah. (laughs) that's scary unless every single one of those costco teddy bears oh my gosh can you imagine if every single person came out and was like i had mass produced evil teddies oh oh i kind of want that to happen start of a movie (laughs) costco recalls all their teddy bears because they're coming to life (laughs) evil possessed teddy bears have you seen those youtube videos where People play pranks and they get those massive teddy bears, like the giant teddy bears from Costco, and they like take the stuffing out and they hide in them. Yes. And scare people. I would. uh, Oh. 
honestly, out of all my family members, if someone were to do that, it'd probably be my mom. Or your brother. Your brother takes jokes very seriously. Yeah, but my mom was the one that wanted to do the whole doll thing with my oh, old Raggedy Ann doll to scare my yeah. brother after The Conjuring. Oh. I don't know what happened to that doll. It got up and walked away. Or it's hiding somewhere in your house. I think I got rid of it. I think I donated it. Speaking of getting rid of dolls, this is not my story, but remember I told you I was at book club this past weekend. And yes. a girl in my book club was telling the story of so when she was younger she had a life-size barbie and oh i had one of those too mm -hmm. and one night she woke up in the middle of the night and her life-size barbie was sitting on the edge of her bed cross-legged what oh my god what why oh and but like staring at her so like that no you look so pretty while you do it though Should I do it again? You look like a Barbie. <laughs> um, but so very freaky. She immediately stormed out of her room. And the next day, didn't even say anything, threw the doll into the trash. Goodbye. I have so many questions because I'm like, was it, did she have an older brother or someone who was trying to play a prank on her with the life-size Barbie? But life-size but Barbies like, are super stiff cross-legged though that's what freaks me out and you can't just set it up like that and have it actually stay like that Mm -hmm. and it was like watching her god why is this happening yeah this is the worst story i've ever heard (laughs) forget the exorcism episode i know and then another girl in my book club was saying that this was a prank but she had a american girl doll birthday party where everyone brought their american girl dolls and a person Mm -hmm. at the party said you know if you have more than three american girl dolls in the room at one time they come to life and kill you so everyone left the birthday party that's so sad yeah but also i would believe that oh i would too i mean i told you i think we had it in one of the episodes about how I had the dream of the American Girl doll. Oh, yeah, How yeah. I would go to Girl Scout camp and she would try to lure me into the woods. Did you ever... I always... I mean, I think every kid did this, but I really thought... I really... I would, like, test my dolls. I'd, like, put them in a circle and then leave my room and then, like, peek in to see if they were coming to life. I believed that as well. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd also get too scared. I was like, I bet they come alive. Like, because you want it to be, like, Toy Story when you're right. little. But then you're also like, but not near me. Mm -hmm. I once took photos of my room before I left to see if anything moved. Wow, you were like full on investigative. I was a detective. (laughs) Oh my god, that's so cute. (laughs) I didn't have any dolls. I mean, I had dreams about the American Girl doll Mm -hmm. trying to lure me away to kill me. That's not scary. I don't think I... I don't think I had any, like, actual dolls that I was scared of. Like, actual things where I was like, I want to be alone with you. Yeah, I don't think I did either. I mean, even my teddy bear, I didn't get freaked out by the teddy bear. It was just any time I slept with him, I had terrifying nightmares. My mom has a teddy bear from her childhood that I have still. His Mm -hmm. name is Bobo. Or Boo-Boo. Bobo. I'll have to double check with her. Yeah. But I get very good vibes from that teddy bear. Really? I'll have to introduce it to you. <laughs> you wanna, do you have Hopefully. it with you right now? I'll introduce you with my to my bear. No. N- not that one. It? Not that one. My my good bear. Oh, my God. No, I don't want your bad bear anywhere near any no, of mine. No, I think my bad bear is to... in the trash. 
ah, oh, that's part of my stories. You're not supposed to throw anything out that's evil. Really? Oh, no. You're supposed to treat it with respect and gift it, donate it, find it a new home. Well, the girl from my book club threw her doll, her Barbie, out. Oh, my God. I wonder if Barbie was just walking through the landfill. Like, can you imagine? Oh, I hate the image of that. And it's, like, life-size. It's the size of a child, and the security guard thinks that it's just, like, a kid or, like, a person walking through the landfill. Just skips over it on the footage, but really, it was a life-size Barbie, like, nee 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 like, walking cross-legged, all <laughs> moving his head and staring at everyone. I imagine when it, because you said that, it made me picture, like, when it got dumped into the trash can or in the garbage truck. It just, like, sat up and looked. <gasps> oh, my God. Where Reaches out I? and holds the garbage man's hand. And then he's like, whoops, my hand got caught on this Barbie. No, bitch. No. It's holding you. Ew. Ooh. Ugh. Or what if... Oh, no. Oh, I just had a sad thought. What is it? <laughs> I was like, what if some animal's like, oh, this nice person's petting me, but it's the Barbie. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually kind of fortunate for the pet the pet would probably i mean pets no they're probably like screw that animals have a good sense of people. yeah but also like if it's petting it it's nice at least hopefully do you remember the tyra banks movie life, life size? size they're making that a new one what and i think tyra banks Who's is playing in it. it tyra banks is in it she is yeah is Gigi hadid gonna be the barbie because she looks like one no, I think Tyra is going to be the Barbie. I thought there were going to be two Barbies. No, what if it's like an actual sequel and the dad makes out with the Barbie again? Because that's not weird. I don't even remember that part. They were like hitting it off. They were doing things with us children yeah. probably. Yeah. Right? What if What if the Barbie that got thrown away in the dump don't. secretly what? found her way to Hollywood? And everyone's been keeping it a secret for so long because they're like, this is the most magnificent thing we've ever found. We found a Barbie, this a Barbie, but it's living. And she got cast in the role. And so there's a real life-size Barbie. But she seemed evil, so I don't know if you'd want that in the world. This could be another children's book where the, the Barbie who comes to life and becomes a Hollywood actress. We gotta start, we should start our own publishing company. Company together. Two we girls, one book. oh that's good that's good we gotta do this maybe we leave some of these copy copyrighted copy honey what do you we own him we own we own all of this yeah yeah everything we do has to be two girls one whatever we're our enterprises (laughs) two girls one book what else what else can we get into two girls one two Two girls, girls one cult um Two girls, one animal sanctuary. Okay. Two girls, one macaroni and cheese dish. Two girls, one trip around the world. Ooh. Do like I'm completely turned? Just <laughs> my head facing. You yeah. look really comfortable. I am not. <laughs> I'm not at all. My back is pressed into the metal back of this chair, oh. but I'm too afraid to have my feet on the ground, so I've propped them onto my bed. Because snakes on like a plane. This. Snakes on a plane. <laughs> They'll get you. Your ankles are never safe. <laughs> Do you want to tell me um, 
No, you go first, because I went first last week. No, I did. No, I did. You read, and then I told the story, and then you told the story. So I kind of went first. I went half first. Okay. Dells. Oh, that was so creepy. The first thing I wrote, (laughs) Sabrina, is if you or someone you know comes in contact with a possessed doll, the most important thing to do, according to paranormal experts, is to treat the doll with respect. Do not throw it away or do anything to provoke the doll. Okay. It's literally the first thing I wrote. So uh, you mean that throwing away your creepy dolls is not uh, a good idea? You should not be disrespectful. Find a new proper home, handle with care, and definitely don't just chuck it in the trash. Actually, okay, this is not the story that I... What? Well, I don't know what story you read, so I don't want to, like, tell one. But I did read, because I read, like, 50,000 doll stories. I know, me too. But there was one, I don't remember the name, this one doll was thrown away, and she lived in a landfill for two years, and then she appeared in the garage two years later. And then they tried to throw her out again, and she came back again. She kept coming back. And then there was another doll somewhere in Asia that was found on the side of the road blindfolded because they didn't want the doll to be able to find her way home. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she was dumped blindfolded. But, okay, here's my here's my qualm with finding in a new home. If it's a freaky, scary doll, why would you ever give it to someone else? Well, a lot of dolls are and haunted artifacts are up on sale on eBay because a lot of paranormal investigators are interested in purchasing. I actually was going to talk about the eBay thing. Oh, were you? Well, like at the end, I thought it was something we should talk about because so many dolls are up for sale on eBay. and like Yeah, there are, t- there are a ton. Investigators will purchase these items, which are usually not that expensive because people yeah. just want to get rid of them. Yeah. Um, and then try to get readings off of them. And uh, I feel that many are end up in the care of museums because right. no one owner wants to have it in their personal home. Mine ended up in a museum, too. So did mine. But can you... Okay. I understand you're supposed to give them a new home. But what if you, like, very nicely take them to the dump, set them up, like, on an old given-up couch, and then say, here's your new home. It's just going to walk right back into your house. However fast those little dog legs will run. Those dog legs. Those the dog, dog legs. legs. Doll legs. <laughs> that dog's it's half dog, mind. half doll. that'd be so scary ew oh man that reminds me of toy story when like the um mean neighbor kid like pulls apart his sister's toys and like puts them back together on all pieces did you just watch toy story the other day no why it was on like two days ago yeah no i just love the movie i actually saw a thing though that um what there are like ghost myth or paranormal mystery boxes that people can buy and like they supposedly just send you a box of things that are supposedly haunted and like you don't know what you're gonna get until it comes and is delivered like it's an actual things that are supposed to be Mm -hmm. haunted Mm -hmm. like there's why why would you order that to your home right i wouldn't that's not something i'll participate in no but i bet you that like half the time it's just junk that someone Mm -hmm. finds in their house and i was like well this could be funny to spook someone out it's true when i googled haunted dolls to 
start the research. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an article that came up. It was from this past July, July 19th, 2017, from The Sun, which is a UK news source. And this mom is wait. trying... Wait, is this your story? No, but this is like the... Ex- I ha- <laughs> this is the one that I wanted to talk about, about eBay. The article says, terrified mom is desperate to sell haunted doll that scratched her husband and sets off the smoke alarms. Yes! <laughs> yes, this woman went to a secondhand shop and she bought three dolls. Mm-hmm. And she's convinced that one of the dolls definitely has has some stuff going on. Yeah. And it's a freaky doll. They they are like olden time Barbie dolls. Sort yeah, of they're looking. China dolls. Yeah. Yeah. So the smoke alarm went off. One night because, well, they'll, like, what they say, they think that the doll's, like, running through the house. And since mm-hmm. entities have, like, cold spots and their particular alarm is sensitive to changes in temperature, that they think the sudden cold to hot as it ran by set off the smoke alarm, which is so scary. Yeah. And they put it in boxes and it would get out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it would, like, switch positions in the box, too. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and it scratched her husband's legs. Mm-hmm. His legs were sore. And she looked at his legs the next day, and he had, she said it was small, little doll hand scratches. scratches. And it so almost looks like the doll, I mean, it's like an old-timey white dress, but she's wearing a veil. It almost looks like a wedding dress. I wonder mm-hmm. if it's, like, a... It could be malevolent against men because something with marriage or it's... Maybe. Or maybe it's just because he's probably taller and his legs were closer to the edge of the bed. Or that. Oh, just an imagining a little... Scratching at like, your feet. Like the little that. doll reaching her head over the bed and just like scratching. That actually reminds me. I had another recurring dream when I was younger. This is so fucked up. What? I don't know what was wrong with me. But it was... It was a pregnant woman. This is so messed up. I should edit this out. That's fine. There was a pregnant... And because I was like four years old, I don't know what... I literally don't know what was wrong with me when I was little. But there was a pregnant woman, and she was in bed sleeping. And then you know those those old wind-up toy teeth that were like... Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, chatter? They would go under the sheet and started attacking her and, like, ripping her. Where did that come from in your mind? <laughs> I l- don't know. I don't know. That's I watched freaky. the wild thornberries and fox and the hound, and that was it. And Harry Potter wasn't out yet, so you can't... It's not that scene from where the the monster's book under the bed. Do you remember? I remember that part. No. No. Just kidding? I don't remember. But back to this woman in the UK and her three dolls... She also said that she had one of her friends come over who's sort of like a psychic medium. Mm-hmm. And her friend immediately was like, you need to get that doll away from me. There's something in it. So other oh. people are picking up on the doll. <laughs> and it's on sale um, on eBay. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, and now I'm remembering. What? Wasn't, didn't she put the doll away and she had the necklace? There was a necklace. That was wrapped around the doll's neck three Like three times, times yeah. It was like a little pearl necklace. Uh-huh. And then I don't... I think when she found the doll, it was not on her anymore. Yeah, it was like on the floor or something. Let's see. I'm looking. 
Debbie claims the possessed doll managed to remove the necklace while trapped in a box in her shed. Because when she pulled it out again, it did not have the necklace Oh, yeah, she said, when I looked in the box, the necklace on the doll was completely off and the doll was in a different position. Yeah. She said, I was quite scared of it, to be honest. I just kept thinking, how? And I didn't want to touch it. And when I did have to touch it, I felt sick. Oh, that's freaky. She said, if someone buys it, then they're going to have to come pick it up because she won't take it out of the box. She won't go to the shed. It's labeled as creepy China doll. In her shed? No, on eBay. It says creepy China doll on the sale. It's 25 euros if anyone is interested. Yep. I'm not sure if, if it's still for sale or if it's been purchased. But I recommend that no one buys this. Mm, yep, that's a good recommendation. Thank you. I will second that. And Leia well, will third that. Leia, where are you? I'll tell my the the story that I chose. Okay. It's somewhat scary, but I also was just so scared of all the doll stories that I tried to choose one that's the less scary of doll stories. Okay, good. I like that. So this is the story of Mandy. She's an antique porcelain doll, mm-hmm. and she was donated to, I'm going to butcher it, Quesnel and District Museum, which is in British Columbia. She was donated in 1991, but she was thought to have been made in either England or Germany sometime around the year 1910 or 1920. The woman who donated Mandy is the granddaughter of the original owner of this porcelain doll, And the curator at the museum that she was donated to said that this woman seemed anxious and ready to get rid of the doll when she came in. And the curator was like, well, why do you want to get rid of this doll? And the woman was like, oh, well, I just want to keep it in good condition. Like, I have a young daughter. I don't want her to break it anymore. So I'm just going to donate it to the museum. Keep it in good condition. Lies, lies, lies. (laughs) Lies. So Mandy is in fairly good condition. She is this, like, baby-faced porcelain dolls and there's only a couple cracks down her face and forehead but not like not so many that it's really scary it's just like she's an older porcelain doll also i don't want to say anything bad about mary disrespect is you mean mandy no no mandy god damn it (laughs) mandy sorry sorry mandy sorry you should write her a letter after this no no contact not long after the museum acquired mandy Staff at the museum started experiencing paranormal phenomena. The curator immediately felt uneasy after taking the doll from the owner, but she dismissed this feeling and was like, oh, it's the doll's old. That's yeah, probably it's why. It's nothing. That's everyone's go-to. So, it's nothing. Yeah, ah, just try to write it off. But that's yeah. the thing. you got to try to write things off mm-hmm. until you just don't have Can't any other way to prove it. Yeah. Right. Um, so then she brought the doll back to the museum workroom because when things are brought in, they have to undergo inspection first, and then they're photographed, and they go through all these processes before they're actually brought to be right. displayed on the floor. So she's brought back to the workroom to undergo this inspection and any needed maintenance, and she was placed in a plastic bag until the staff, staff got around to inspecting her to keep mm-hmm. her safe. The staff swore they could hear the plastic bag moving, that the doll was changing positions inside the bag. <gasps> oh, I hate that. I know. It's like the woman in the UK had that other dolls moving around in the container. Yeah. So once Mandy had been inspected, the museum staff then photographed her to have keep their records 
of their items. Mm -hmm. And then they went to place her on display. So they took a photo of her. They took many photos of her. And then they left her in the room overnight without placing her back into the plastic bag or a contained bag. The next morning when the staff arrived, the lab had been overturned and objects were thrown everywhere. Furniture was knocked over. And this didn't happen just once. This wasn't a one-time occurrence. They soon realized that there was a pattern between the rooms being trashed Mm. and Mandy being left in the room alone and in the open. It's like a kid with a temper tantrum. Oh my god, yes! This is ex- like literally, this is exactly what they yeah. are saying. So she was put on display so that all the visitors could see her, and she was placed in the front hallway of the museum. So she was one of the first things you saw when you entered the museum. Mm-hmm. And museum goers reported feeling very uneasy. They felt sad and somber, and they some said that they felt like Mandy was giving them death glares. Oh, and a few who had tried to photograph Mandy had some. Weird things happened with the photographs as well, where they were either blurs, like blurs would go over uh-huh. the photo, or there'd be light streaks and weird patterns, or they would just not come out at all. So mm-hmm. visitors were a little freaked out and were reporting these things to the museum. So with the pressure from the visitors and already sort of having these uneasy feelings about right. Mandy, the staff chose to move Mandy into a glass case so that she was contained Smart. and put her further back in the museum so she's not the first thing you come in contact with. <laughs> this didn't stop paranormal occurrences, and the staff reported hearing footsteps when no one was around. Items would go missing, like pens, notebooks, people's lunches, like the staff lunches would go missing, oh and gosh. they would either show up, they'd show up sometime, or some things never resurfaced. And visitors also said that they had seen her head and her hands move on their own, her eyes blink, and her eyes follow people through the room. And as rumors go, Mandy also could not be around other dolls because she would try to hurt them. Hence the reason why she was in a glass case. (laughs) As is evident, she through somewhat of a tantrum when she was alone in that that back room when she was being inspected and that's something that the staff members recognized was something that she did when she was isolated so whenever she was alone she didn't like to be alone and they likened it to a childlike tantrum oh my god the museum then placed a little stuffed lamb inside the case with her so that she wouldn't get lonely and one morning the lamb was found outside of the glass enclosure and nobody knows how it got there None of the staff had worked that night, and upon closing, the lamb was inside the glass case with Mandy. Oh my gosh. It's the similarities between our stories are uncanny. It's so weird. It's so uncomfortable, you know? Like, why why are these spirits why? that are inside these dolls, why are they so similar? Are they children, or like, what? And and why, why do they stay in the dolls? Why not move... Right. Move on. Especially if they're put in a glass case. Like, it's one thing if you're more malevolent and you're trying to torment a family. But Mm -hmm. once you're put away, then what? Yeah. What do you do? So, back to to Mandy's story. She's also been known to tap on the glass of her case to get attention. And when people go into the room to check on her, she's scooted up closer to the glass and her hand is pressed against the glass. No. (laughs) 
staff began to notice more paranormal occurrences happen. Like I said, when she was lonely and alone and wanted attention. So they began to give her attention whenever she started acting up, like you do to a child. They would take her out of the case and walk her around to, like, calm her down. Like, do some laps. Like, calm the baby. Yeah. Baby, soothe the baby. Um, and they would sit her on their laps when they were working. So she started acting up. They'd take her out, walk her around, hold her. They treated her, her sit with them. Like, like a, a real kid. Yep. They likened her to a small child, and they tried to appease her when she was acting up by giving her <laughs> this attention. That's wild. Um, so Mandy hasn't been known to cause any harm or to do anything evil besides giving people the heebie-jeebies when she right. glares at them. A psychic did go to the museum and wanted to hold her, and they let the psychic hold her to try to get a sense of what sort of spirit was residing in the doll. And the psychic said that she felt that the spirit had really suffered and that there had been abuse in the past life for oh the spirit. Gosh. And this may have contributed to the legend behind Mandy. As legend goes, there was a man that was walking past a farmhouse and he heard a child crying. So he went to investigate and he knocked on the front door, but nobody answered. So then he tried the door and it was open. And mm -hmm. he walked in and he realized the farmhouse was completely empty and the crying was coming from the cellar. So he made his way down into this basement and he discovered the body of a young girl who had been passed away for some time and she was clutching on to the doll. So they believe that the little oh. girl's spirit moved into the doll. I oh, know, chills. I chills. Oh my gosh. She moved into the doll, which is why the man heard the child's cries. And the story continues to say that the curator of the museum paid a follow-up visit to Mandy's previous owner, the one who had donated her to the right. museum. And the owner admitted that her original story for donating this doll was not the truth. And that she actually donated it because she kept here she kept the doll in her basement and she kept hearing crying coming from the basement. And when she'd go down into her basement, she would find all the windows open and the doll laying on the floor. And the occurrences of this started happening more frequently. And that's when she decided that she had to give up the doll because it was it was happening too often. And she had a young kid. At yeah. Home. So she Oh my gosh. Donated it to the museum and then reported that since Mandy has been out of her house, the crying has ceased. I'm really glad that I'm really glad that there was a legend to it because I was the whole time you were telling me at the beginning, I was like, I wonder what happened and what the origin of Mandy is. That I is know, so sad, that poor it child. It makes it almost a little bit better mm -hmm. that there is a story behind it and that it is like a child because I can't imagine giving so much energy and attention towards something that's actually evil. Right. Yeah, it doesn't sound evil. No, and she hasn't done any harm. She just acts up when she's not getting attention. Just wants attention. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, just being locked in the basement, too, is probably for that entity the worst mm -hmm. thing you could do. And there were some other stories that I read about. It goes even further into the into the backstory that they think that she was neglected and abused and forced to live in the basement and eventually, oh. like, died of her her injuries or neglect. and Wow. So that was really, she lived a very tortured and abused life down there. So and sad. Just had her one doll. Poor Mandy. You know who else was kept in the basement? Who? Ed Kemper. 
Oh, my God. You said that like it was someone we knew. Me. I'm currently keeping Corinne in a basement. She comes down here once a week. Just to she tells record. me terrifying stories, and then she turns all the lights off and leaves me. I live in the darkness. That's terrifying. Yeah, don't lock your children in the basement. But I think that's common sense. If you have the urge to lock your child in a basement, there's an island for you. It's called Australia. That's where all the criminals are sent. Not anymore. There's also an island of dolls. So they can go live on what? the island of dolls. Mm-hmm. Is there actually? Yeah. It's like the island of misfit toys. It's, um, it's called, yeah, the island of dolls. It's just south of Mexico City. Uh, and it's a small island, which was never intended to be a tourist destination, but it's dedicated to the lost soul of a poor girl who met her fate too soon in a strange circumstance. And it's just an area with hundreds of terrifying dolls with like severed limbs, decapitated heads, a lot like no eyes sitting in trees. Oh, what? That's dedicated to someone? Yeah. I didn't they need to, to keep it up a little nicer. Let's see. I guess there was this guy who was haunted by the spirit of the girl and started hanging dolls in an attempt to please her spirit. And then he soon realized that the dolls were getting possessed by the spirit of the dead girls. That's really terrifying. Well, oh I'll post God. some pictures. It's really creepy. If people have time, look it up. That's not the story I ended up doing because Ooh. it was too creepy for me. That's, like, the best way that, like, the worst criminal in the world should be sent to live alone on that island. That would be terrifying. That's ultimate punishment. Is this, do people live on this island, or is this, like, a small island that's just filled with Uh, dolls? I wonder if it's, like, 200 residents and there's just a section that's filled with these dolls, or if it's strictly a small island made of dolls. Dun, dun, dun. There's a Twilight Zone episode where a guy commits a crime, and so he's like sent to a planet to live by himself in this like little tiny house with a robot girl who helps him, but he's completely alone, and it's his that's his form of punishment is to live on a on a empty planet by himself. That sounds so incredibly horrendous so isolating i would go mad i think i would actually go insane so you said that your doll has quite a few similarities with mm-hmm. mine so i would love to hear which I'm one sure you i feel like you'll probably recognize the doll or know of it because i made a movie about it but he is called robert the haunted doll Robert Eugene Otto lived with his well-off family in Key West, Florida. In 1906, when he was four years old, he was gifted a doll by the family's Bahamian maid. So there's a little, like, when I was reading versions of the story, there are there were a few different versions of it, but one of them said that they were about to fire this maid because she pra- they found her practicing dark magic. And... Mm-hmm. Before she left, she gave this doll to Robert. But another version of the story said, like, they weren't firing her at all, but that they were pretty mean to their maids and their servants. So the Bahamian maid, who apparently practiced black magic and voodoo, gave this doll to Robert. 
And the doll is a little boy who's three feet tall in a sailor suit. And his face is covered in nicks. Oh my gosh, I've totally seen photos of him before. Mm -hmm. He has black beady eyes and he holds a small like animal that looks kind of, could be a dog, could be a lion. I don't really know. I was trying to figure it out, but... And in stories, it says dog, others others say lion, so I don't really know what it is. Um, But it's weird because the the pet that he has doesn't look like it belongs with him whatsoever, but it's attached to his hand, and it's like in... Or not his hand, it's like in his lap. And it just like doesn't look aesthetically like it was made by Yeah, it's out of place. Yeah. Robert decided to name the doll after himself, calling it Robert. And he became so attached to the doll that he would carry Robert around with him everywhere. He would take him on shopping trips. He would give him a seat at the dinner table. And sometimes he would even sneak food to the doll. Um, And every night he insisted that he be tucked in with Robert. He would dress the doll in his own clothes. And it's believed that the sailor outfit that Robert wears belonged to robert and not to the doll like it didn't come in that outfit oh soon after getting the doll robert insisted in being called gene which was like based on his middle name eugene because he said robert was the doll's name and not his um did the doll tell you that well it's kind of what it sounds like So his parents often heard him conversing with someone, but they thought Robert was just playing. And, you know, I mean, you know, kids make imaginary voices and they'll like be like, no, you did it. Well, I did it. You know, like they make up voices for characters. Mm -hmm. And they heard multiple, they heard two voices and they'd hear Robert's voice. And then they thought that they heard another voice that he was making up. But later after all these stories that they experienced with Eugene or with Gene and Robert, they started to believe that the doll was actually speaking to Gene. Gene's other toys would turn up mutilated and objects would be thrown across the room often, which is so similar to your story where Mandy was destroying other dolls. Yeah. And throwing things everywhere. Neighbors claimed to have seen the doll moving from window to window while the family was out of the house. Oh, no. Can you imagine just, like, la, 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 going and walking right. your dog and looking up, and there's, like, a little, like, a little kid doll, like, darting across the window? Well, that that's what they said. They would, like, dart from one room to another, like, following it. Oh, my God. so freaking creepy. Um... <sighs> Yeah. Uh, Jean's mother once heard Jean, like, making noises in the middle of the night, so she ran into his room, and he was cowering in the corner of his bedroom while Robert the doll was sitting on Jean's bed, facing where Jean was, as if staring at him. Oh my god, poor Jean. I know. But Jean was so attached to the doll, he would not go anywhere without him. So Which, that it, doesn't make sense. Right, so it's believed that... People believe that Robert would do the doll would do things when family members took the doll away from Jean. That like he was like attached mean, to Jean almost. So they think that he would do the mean things to Jean. No, to like other or people. just lash out in general. Lash out in general if he was not with Jean. Then don't scare Jean. Yeah, I know that part's the only weird part. But anytime something happened, everyone. 
Gene would always say Robert did it. So that became like the phrase. Gene would be like, Gene would always insist Robert did it. And the family became so concerned and they also felt like the relationship that that Gene had with Robert was just not normal and that no kid should be so attached to a doll. So they took Robert and stored the doll up in the attic. And Later in life, Jean's father died and willed the house to him. So Jean and his wife moved into the home. And Jean found the doll and decided to take him out of the attic. And once again, immediately became super attached to the doll. Took him wherever he went. He would sit the doll. This is an adult male. An adult male. He would sit the doll in a chair facing their bed while they slept. And... Um, Jean's if I was the wife, I'd be like, I am so sorry, but this is not, well, not happening. That's what she was doing. Jean's wife hated the doll and was like super against it. It was like, this is super weird. And she would find the doll in rooms where she had just been, or like she would just walked into a room and the doll would be sitting there and no one moved it there. So she like <laughs> felt like the doll knew that she wasn't a fan of him. and was kind of like taunting her. Yeah, following her, mm-hmm. intimidating and she, her. She randomly became sick and then started to lose her mind. And people said that she went insane and died. And no one knows the reason that she di- or how she died. And uh, Jean later died after that. Um, it's said that Robert has caused car accidents, broken bones, lots of job loss, divorce, and other misfortunes. He supposedly attacks people... And um, sometimes he locks people in the attic of the home as if he's trying to do to them what they did to him because people locked him up there. Yeah. Uh, People who lived in the house claimed that they heard a lot of evil laughter. And um, when Gene and his wife lived there, he basically had an entire room dedicated to Robert. Uh, It's not. Yeah, it's a little weird. Very healthy. No. So, Gene and his wife died, and then after that, a family bought and renovated the home. When they moved in, they put Robert back in the attic, but the doll wouldn't stay there. They would find him throughout the house, and they'd continue putting him in the attic, but he would still be found in other places of the home. And one night, when the couple who lived in the home went to bed, they woke up in the middle of the night to find Robert at the foot of the bed, giggling... Holding a kitchen knife. Oh my god. Th- this is Chucky. I swear he inspired Chucky. I feel like all these dolls have similar stories. But he, um, the family sent, or the family gave the doll to a museum in Key West, Florida, where he sits in the glass box. Similar to Mandy, because he cannot be outside of a glass box. Um, people claim to see him move. And one employee claims that when he, one night he cleaned Robert, closed the case, turned all the lights off and went home. When he got home, when he got back to the museum in the morning, all of the lights were on and Robert's feet were covered in dust as if he had been running around through the museum. Oh my God. (laughs) No. And a lot of people who go to visit him, they'll like take pictures and... Then they say that they have misfortune when they get home, or people will mock the doll and like kind of taunt him, and they'll get they'll have a ton of misfortune. And so Robert, the wall behind Robert is just covered in apology letters for people 
people apologizing for being rude to him or for trying to take his picture without asking. Oh my gosh. And now it's like it's like all the people that try to take the rocks away yeah. from the bell witch. That's exactly what I thought of. And then they mm-hmm. send the boxes back. Right. There I guess they have like a note now in front of Robert that says the Key West staff recommends that you politely introduce yourself to Robert and act respectfully in your in his presence just to be safe. See, number one rule. Be polite. Be respectful. Oh my gosh, I wouldn't take a photo at all. No. I honestly wouldn't go into the museum. No. And that doll is really creepy. And it's like the more open you are to as a person, like I feel like if you went in or if I went in or anyone that's a little bit more in tune with the spiritual world, I feel like it's easier for us to... Maybe attract a negative experience just because mm. we're more open to receiving such things. I don't want to risk that. Yeah, I don't want to do that either. No, thank you. Nope. Stay in your glass box. Wow. Yeah. I swear, I think he was the one that inspired Chucky, but... I don't know that he is anything. because... Because Robert the Doll recently inspired a new movie, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one where, like, there's the rules of the doll. Like, there's, like, rules that come with the doll and how to treat him. Ooh, I don't know that one. I think it recently came out. Maybe a year ago. I don't remember the name of the doll, but I think that's the movie that Robert the Doll inspired. Uh, probably inspired multiple. Yeah. I'm so glad that we didn't do Annabelle because that's too spooky. That inspired The Conjuring and Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Which is the... And the Warrens took Yeah, that's their big Annabelle. case. Mm-hmm. Annabelle's also still on uh, display. I had a doll that looks like Annabelle growing up. Well, it's a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. But it's like one of the big ones. The really big Raggedy Ann. Oh, no. Yeah. I had a little one with my name stitched into its stomach. Oh, gosh. Oh, but what I wanted to say about Robert is that it it's not confirmed, obviously, but it said that the, the maid of the family basically cursed the doll and did black magic that put a spirit inside of it. Like, accidentally or... No, on purpose. Didn't because like they, the family. The family apparently treated them very, very badly. Dude, I would too if I were them. Yeah. But I don't know if I would do it to the child. I would do I would try to target maybe the abuser. But it almost seems like the that Jean got along with Robert really well, like almost too well. And that it was buddy buddy. But I don't know. It's like why do you have so much attachment? Right. Unless what? I'm thinking back to our listener story from our demon episode. Do we have to bring if, it up? If he, if Robert was trying to prep the body of Jean to then oh. enter Jean in the future. But too many people were getting in the way. That's why he wanted them to be one-on-one and was upset when they were separated. I don't like that at all. Well, should we read a couple of the stories from yeah. people that have emailed us? Mm-hmm. Should I read Kelly's? Sure. Or you go first, because I just did my story. Okay. This is from Charmaine. This just basically references dolls very quickly. 
Mm-hmm. And she has a different experience, but I'll just read her her email. Okay. So she said, hi, ladies. First of all, I absolutely adore your podcast and hope you keep producing it for a long time as everything paranormal is such a fascinating subject that you both managed to make spooky and funny at the same time. Oh, thanks. Aww. We're going to do it until beyond the grave. <laughs> it's just random EVPs where I'm like, Sabrina. Karen. Cats. <laughs> Pigs. Okay, she said, okay, so there's loads of weird and spooky stories I could share that have happened to me, but we'd be here all day if I did, so I'll just share the, <laughs> some of my favorites, or one of my favorites. Okay. Here's a little backstory for you both. I lived in the same flat from age 1 to 21, and it wasn't until about 13 that I realized that things that used to happen in my room were not normal. I had always had a feeling of being watched when I was in my bedroom. Oh. Things would move around. I had these dolls that would change the direction that they were facing. No. And one corner of my room was a lot colder than the rest of my room. And it shouldn't have been cold as there was a radiator on that wall. Now, all this should have tipped me off to the fact that something spooky was happening. But as it had always happened to me, I just thought that it was normal and that everyone always felt that someone was watching them and (laughs) there with them. And it wasn't until friends of mine finally told me that they felt weird in my room and wanted to sleep in the living room instead of my bedroom that I started really paying attention to what was happening. So here's the actual story. I can't remember exactly what age I was when this happened, but I must have been around 18 or 19. I was sat in my bed on my laptop with my headphones on and only a lamp in my room. I had the usual feeling of being watched and just ignored it, but then I began not only feeling like I was being watched, but that somebody was next to me on my bed. Oh, no. I I took a deep breath, and I looked to my left, and I saw nothing, but the feeling was still there, and I knew that I wasn't alone, but I wasn't scared. My left hand was down by my side and resting on the bed, and I was about to move it when I felt a little pressure being put on it. (gasps) Again, I didn't see anything, but spoke out loud to whoever it was saying something along the lines of i know you're there and i'm not scared of you if you don't want me to move my hand i'm fine with that i won't and i'm fine with you being here i then again felt pressure on my hand so i kept it in the same position and just carried on watching youtube videos whoever or whatever it was in my room whilst i lived there never did anything to harm me nor upset me and i never once felt scared by them I hope you ladies enjoyed my story. I'm sure at some point I will send you more of them as there are a lot. And it doesn't seem to matter where I am. I just am always susceptible to spooky and paranormal things happening around me. Much love, Charmaine. Oh my gosh. I honestly thought it was going to be like, I felt a little pressure. And I looked down and there was a doll holding my hand. Oh, that, okay. I didn't even think of that. That is terrifying. I'm so glad that's not the way the story went. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but oh still, gosh. the fact that, like, multiple things were happening in the room, like, feeling like someone's watching her and the dolls, it makes me wonder if it was a little kid. Because to want to just be, like, sitting next to you and be like, no, don't move your hand, don't leave. And to, like, be playing with the dolls, maybe the dolls didn't move, but something moved them. But, like, laying next to you in bed? It's not a, it's not pleasant and not desired and the worst, but... I just, gosh, you ghosts are so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to read my story now. 
Okay. Okay. So this is from Kelly, and it's <laughs> I love the subject. Scary scores. <laughs> I already messed up. Scary stories. Da 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 da. And then it's, oh my god, I love your podcast. I just found it and have listened to all the episodes this morning. That is dedication. And binging it. I don't I wonder know if she you... she's one of those people that listens on the high speeds. You know how people do like the two um, times? Times two. So then everyone's talking really fast and you're listening to so many more podcasts in a short amount of time. And then you get to binge all seven episodes, but in like four hours. And it seems like you're drinking a lot of coffee and you just keep going, 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 going. And then we talk really, really fast and it sounds like we're really cool, but we're just like on speed and like taking a lot of Red Bull and Adderall and it's kind of cool. Time out. Time back in, I mean. Back in. Remember when you played tag and you're like, time out, time out. And then like the second that they like, gave you like a second, you'd be like, time in, time in. And you'd sprint. <laughs> as soon as it was in your advantage, you're like, yeah. okay, time in. <laughs> okay. I just found it and I've listened to all the episodes this morning. So here's my story. First of all, my name is Kelly. Anyways. <laughs> I like that. First of all. First of all, my name is Kelly. Anyways, I have a ton of stories, but this one is the creepiest. I knew this girl when I lived in Sun Valley, Nevada, and her parents let her have a sleepover for her birthday. There were five of us. In any good sleepover, there are scary stories told. Her mom collected dolls, and she had them all lined up on the shelf in the living room. There was one in the middle with with long blonde hair, and it was bigger like the size of a two-year-old. Now, from the moment I noticed this doll, it creeped me out. So we were all in the living room and laughing at the dumb stories being told, and someone asked us about someone asked about the creepy dolls on the shelf. And she clammed up and said it was too scary. But we all insisted and she told us that one of her ancestors, who was a witch, got really upset that her daughter had died of some illness, so she dipped her in wax to preserve her. <laughs> what? That's like House of Wax. And it's just like the scariest story you could ever tell it. It's like Child sleepover. Now that was creepy enough, but then she told us that the doll comes to life if you're mean to her mom. And we thought, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh, okay, sure. So she tells us this story about where she got mad at her mom for something and called her a bitch after she left the room and the doll jumped off the shelf and bit her. Like, really hard. And Michelle lifts her PJs and shows a full mouth bite mark scar on her leg. Why keep the doll? Yeah. Or what if, like, I don't like that my, my now I understand I what the closet Now your closet's open. open. You feel um, vulnerable. I wonder if, like, it's a story her mom tells her. Like, if you're mean to me, that doll will come to life and do something to you. Right. Like, you know, like a cautionary tale. Like, treat your mom nice or the doll will come after you. Yeah. And she said that when no one else is in the room, you can see her eyes following you. Now, I was already creeped out by this doll and had a, had a hard time sleeping that night. I was it, I forced it out of my head and I thought, I'm just doing it to myself and freaking myself out. Well, a few months later, I'm over at her house after school and I'm sitting on the couch as Michelle gets up and goes to the kitchen to, and something makes me look at the doll and the doll's staring at me. Seriously, I kid you not, looking right at me. I got up and went to the kitchen and her eyes followed me as I went. I never went back to that house again. Shortly after, they moved away. Thank God, because I was tired of coming up with excuses as to why I didn't want to go inside anymore. Holy shit. That is so scary. Kelly. I. Yikes. Yeah, yikes. My goodness. Dolls. You dolls are so creepy. Were there people that you were friends with when you were younger that you would be scared to go to their house? 
Did I have friends? Is that what you're asking? (laughs) Um, Do you have any friends with spooky houses? My neighbor, he wasn't my, obviously not my friend, but our neighbor, we called him Mr. Milk. And he had the most terrifying, he was, I think he was just like that old man that people are scared of, you know? Mm -hmm. But we were terrified of him. And he had like in his backyard, we used to like joke that he killed people and buried them in his backyard because all the time he'd have construction in his backyard and like he was always planting new trees his backyard looked like a jungle and so on mischief night which for those of you who don't know it's a thing that people i think it's a new jersey thing but it's the night before halloween did you have it growing up i'd heard of it no one like people didn't actually participate in it yeah, so it was a big thing. They were thing. trying to be good kids. Oh, well, I wasn't. I was a bad kid, apparently. <laughs> but so Mischief Night, it's the night before Halloween. We'd go out and everyone in the neighborhood, like all of the kids would dress up in all black and you'd TP people's houses or like, I mean, the really bad kids would egg people's houses. But like, I was told not to do that because it's so hard to, it's so damaging. And the day before Halloween, when you're about to go ask those people for candy and they set up yeah. all this these decorations fuck that i would totally i'm gonna sit outside my house with a a laser gun like up in the window or something and just shine it like the red dot on people make them scared run away that old lady will shoot you i never thought about that because we used to tp milt's backyard and it was like it was it was like who can last the longest in milk's backyard so you'd have to, like, jump over the fence and, like, hang out there and teepee it. And whoever lasted the longest, like, won. But then we'd always get pennies from him for Halloween. So maybe that's why. He knew it was you guys. Oh, definitely. But he was terrifying. He was one of the scary guys. Yeah. Did you have Did you have friends' houses that you were scared to go to? Yep. Oh, <laughs> no. There's a story there, isn't there? Ooh. There was There was a girl, Elena, that I was friends with. She moved away. She moved to Virginia when we were in sixth grade, but I was friends with her all of elementary school. We were really good friends, and we would have sleepovers. I feel like she never slept over at my house. I think I always slept over at hers. But her house was really old, really oh. old, an old, old farmhouse. And we did a Ouija board one time when <gasps> we were little in there. Wait, you did? I've done a Ouija board. Grand. I would not recommend it. And we were pretty convinced we were speaking to someone. I'm not sure, though, because, you know, you're little kids. Someone might be pushing. I definitely wasn't, though. Right. But the one thing that did happen to me, and, like, I was always a little, mm, just, like, didn't really want to be walking alone in her house because it was really old, and sometimes I got the creeps. Mm-hmm. But um, there was one time when I was sleeping over. It was just her and I, and we were sleeping in her bed. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I because I heard a bunch of noise. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like things were being moved around on her desk. And then I noticed that she wasn't in the bed. So I was like, Elena? And the noises kept going. And every time I spoke, it would, like, pause. And then it would pick up again a, a couple of minutes later. So it was, like, it felt like, like 10 minutes, though, of me being like, Elena? Like, I definitely said it three or four times. And it pausing and then stuff shuffling around. So then her her bed had um, one of those, like, canopy things around it. Uh-huh. Like, the draping. 
Yeah. So you couldn't see beyond it. So finally, I mustered up the strength to look past it, and things were moving around on her desk by themselves. So Where I was, was like, she? Fuck, 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 fuck. So finally, in one of the breaks when the stuff stopped, I ran to the to the entryway, and I was like, Alina! Alina! And I, like, screamed, and her mom came running down the hallway, and she was like, oh, Alina is sleeping with us. So she had gotten spooked in the night, too, and she had gone without me Left to you there. in her parents' room. Left so you behind? I, mm-hmm. Yeah, her dad was out of town that, that night, so her mom moved into Elena's room, and Elena and I slept in her her mom's room. Oh, my gosh. I didn't sleep at all, though. Yeah, so I wouldn't scary. either. Wait, that's so I scary. think that was the last time I slept at her house, probably. Ugh. Creepy. I know. There is so much noise happening below me. Is it the heater? I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's the forced, forced hot air. Oh. Since it's so cold outside right now, the heater's cracking and making a lot of noise. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) I love our, like, it's really hard to end podcasts when you're really freaked out. Mm Mm-hmm. Well... Uh, we want to hear more of your stories, so email us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. And if you liked our episode, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes so we don't haunt you. We won't haunt you. <laughs> but our dolls will. Oh, what the fuck? Sorry, that's so freaky. I'm sorry. I'm I have sorry. to find my raggedy hand with the stitching in the stomach. You'll know I sent her because when you lift up her dress, it will say, Corinne. Or we'll take that stitching out and put your name in it instead. Ooh. No. The raggedy okay. Ann will stand on the edge of the bed and stitch your name into its own stomach. This is getting way too real. All right. We All right. have social media. Yeah. Please rate, review, subscribe, email us. And we will. tell everyone you know about us. Yeah. And be nice, be kind to all, be kind to animals, be kind to your family, be kind to your friends, and definitely be kind to your dolls. Yes. We will see you, see you on, on the, the other, other side. side.